It's gone international. Global. It has. And it's gone it's gone all the way to the southern hemisphere. We're a viral sensation. To New Zealand, where we'd like to introduce our guests. Yeah. Steve McGowan. Yo. All, all the way from all the way from fucking West Country, England. Yeah. Lives in, living in New Zealand. I, Welcome. She, I, Somerset via Rama Rama Auckland. This all round sheep shagger. D- double sheep shagger. On both continents. <laughs> Which do you prefer? <laughs> I mean, that's a key well, question. Just say I do prefer an English sheep. Yeah, same. A little rough around the edges. Preferably Welsh, even better. More compliant. I... Feisty, feisty sheep. Oh. Oh, mate, Anthony successfully opened the, the Morgan after about 10 minutes of struggle with a, with a knife in the kitchen. We want to hear about this process. So what was the proper way of opening the wax seal then? Over the sink and then... Yeah, you get the knife out. Yeah. Yeah, you just hold it and whack it. And then yeah. it all comes off, it just chips off. That's why you have to whack it. Okay, uh, so I started out doing exactly what you just said. So listeners, if you ever come across a wine that has been dipped in wax, this is what you do. We've recovered. <laughs> well, it's early days in Corkbusters. It is. And we're still learning. Um, so I'm Ali, and uh, I, I love wine. Yeah, I'm Pete, um, wine enthusiast, drinking enthusiast, quasi-alcoholic. Yeah. Um, DJ. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, I'm Tom, quasi-alcoholic. Um, wine's nice, you know. Um, so any dollars we say on the show today is Hong Kong dollars. And if you want to get to US from Hong Kong, divide by eight. So the theme today, or it is, a wine that educates. The reason why that theme was chosen is very cool. So Stephen, you and I, back in 2011 in Hong Kong, decided that enough's enough, we'd better go and learn a little bit about wine, didn't we? We did. We did. We were, we were drinking a fair amount of it, so we thought we'd better huh. understand it a little bit better. Yeah. And so, so I, all I knew was all the Aussie wines, or so I thought, and a couple of Kiwi whites. So I would walk into a wine store back then, and the only thing I understood was the Australian shelf and half the Kiwi shelf. Uh, and McGowan back then, well, the only thing you understood, your uncle Michael would put on the table in front of you. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the basics of France, um, Burgundy, Beaujolais, Bordeaux. Um, that was probably about it. I knew nothing about Oz, uh, nothing about New Zealand, a, a, a smattering of um, Germany, but um, mostly just, you're, you're dead right, the stuff that I was drinking growing up um, with, uh, with family, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, family wine, that's cool. So then you and I did WSET1, Beginners, in one Saturday afternoon. Uh, we we oh, found it a lot of fun. Ended up drinking 
all the wines afterwards. So McGowan and I then um, thought, well, this is great fun, let's go into WSET2. Intermediate studies of wine spirits. I like to call it lower advanced. I prefer three. Listeners refer to episode number four where Tom got 90% and... There's a little bit of uh, resentment here because when I opened Sab's uh, results a couple of minutes later, he got eighty-eight percent. So, so that's so that's the history on the on the on the anger Fuck in the you. room. <laughs> so. And who's who's doing three now then? Sabs. I am uh, just to show Tom that okay. Tom doesn't want to do it because he can be asked, but I just want to wait to see what his score is and I'll beat it. Anyway, <laughs> level two is nothing. It, that's that's kindergarten. Low advanced, mate. So then we, we, so we had a great level two and we went, looked at each other, didn't we? And McGowan and said, let's just go straight on and do three, which is the advanced uh, certificate in, in wine and spirits. So we, then we cracked into three. Um, and it is challenging, it's difficult, there's a lot of knowledge and you come out of level three with a qualification that allows you pretty much to be a sommelier in a five-star restaurant, just to boil it down for fans who would be interested in doing some studies in wine. I may have just said boil it down to fans. I don't think we've got any fans. Basic knowledge in order to launch your career in wine, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely an, uh, an interest. So it'd be sort of similar to uh, certified sommelier. The German Pinot Noir like, um, are getting quite famous now. We're just doing a cheers. Um, let's, just, uh, let's, let's fast track quickly. So we've just poured, uh, poured out the wine. So we've got the wine that educates is the subject today. The reason why we chose that is because you and I, and that's how we really bonded as mates and, and launched into our fascination with Global World Wine. Halfway through level three, you turned to me and said, Ant, I am changing my career. Um, I'm changing to wine. I've found a course, I'm moving to New Zealand. That you just threw in your entire career and changed, where just dropped everything. Well, you didn't, you transitioned quite well, but you went to New Zealand and did a course for two years. What was that course? I started off doing the degree for winemaking, and then I finished up just doing the diploma, which took two and a half years. So once I got the diploma, I decided I needed to go out in the real world of wine and actually see if I wanted to be a winemaker. And then, so I went and did that and enjoyed it. I did three vintages after school after EIT. Just asked though, during school though, I thought you did uh, two vintages during school as well, didn't you? Uh, so that was it, yeah. I basically would go to college and then I'd leave college and go and work vintage. So I did that twice. Yeah. And then I did a, when I left college, I did a full vintage and then stayed on at that winery to make wine out of vintage as well. Yeah, three vintages, then I needed a visa, so I had to get a permanent job. So now I'm a business development for one of New Zealand's largest um, family-owned wineries. Yeah, it all worked out pretty well. Um, quick question, are you, when you, when you taste a grape walking in the vineyards, how much, how many wines have you had beforehand? How drunk are you? Because it's not quite, <laughs> it's the wine game. And surely you're drinking all the time. No, you're not drinking. <laughs> First thing you learn at wine school is to spit. How you times have changed, how times have changed because, you know, back in the WCT <laughs> days, there, it was sacrilege, even didn't matter how bad the wine was, Miguel and I would look at people that spat into a little thing on their table in the classroom and go, well, look at these idiots, wasting yeah. good wine. I might, so if I'm drinking, I'm drinking, if I'm tasting, I'm spitting. It's just the way my brain works now. The wine that we're gonna drink in a minute, the Morgan, um, super low in tannins, my favorite wine. Um, cool. Uh, I also love massive big cabs though. Um, that have got lots of tannin. Pinotage, you know, it rips the enamel off your teeth. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it smells like burnt rubber and nail polish. So yeah, no wonder. Um, so so talk us talk us through the uh, the wine that educates. Why did you choose? Well, over to your wine. So we, what what's why why did you choose this wine and why is the wine that educates and talk us through it? It was a joint effort, I think, on this wine. But we all we all agreed that we liked this wine. I I think it seemed to have a very unfair reputation uh, from the past because of some pretty poor quality. Uh, especially uh, uh, Beaujolais Nouveau, but and, and I didn't really know much about it. I, I tried a little bit, a uh, few Fleury wine. I thought were, that that uh, village was very nice, and my friend, uh, you know, gave me a bottle of Morgon, and um, I just love the way it smells, the way it's so smooth to drink. I I I, I love the, the slight funkiness, but like still attractive, and also looking into the the so-called gang of four winemakers from Beaujolais who. Who would push natural wine? My understanding of this wine, and just from looking at it, is that it's it, it means morning wine because Morgan in German is morning, and so I think this is the wine you drink when you wake up. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with that. Well, define a breakfast wine then. But I think when you get that, you know, you got a bit of gamay <laughs> in it. Tap market. Huh? The maker of this wine is a bit of a legend in mm. the non-traditional, non-contemporary wine space in France, and his name is Jean Fouillard. Is yeah. that how you pronounce? Jean Foyard. Quickly, Jean Foyard. What, 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 interesting because this is about education in this podcast isn't it so Montessori is education <laughs> but hang on wait, what was that Steinberg is a, is a um, known racist oh wait our silent guest has, has something to say I think Stein there's there's some there's, no not good Steinberg because he's racist Steiner you're going to say Steiner Steiner you're going to say that he supported the Nazis which is not necessarily uh, strictly Strictly too, but let's not get into that. Let's stay focused. How did, how did you know about him? Because I was looking into the Montessori, and in, in Hong Kong, they were, trying to, they were trying to introduce a Steiner school, and um, it didn't get passed because he, because of his background. So they, they, he was, they weren't allowed to open the school in Hong Kong. So he wrote a series of lectures um, called Agriculture lectures that's what the foundations of biodynamics is is based on but the key takeaways from it is a plant oh, is 90% water and obviously the moon and the cycles of the planets affect the tides and everything like that so he believed Woo-hoo. that with a plant being so it's I think you wine. should go out of your way to to try more biodynamic wines yeah yeah you, you first put me onto them in Hong Kong remember when we started going to Lacaban and and then you, you start you started to buy the orange wines, and then you started to revere the like the just the rawness of the of the organic wine makers because they would they wouldn't put any findings in there. They wouldn't worry about the color or you know there's all these processes that have got really good over the years. They just go fuck it. This is how they used to do 150 200 back when Jesus was a baby. Like, bosh, chuck a few grapes in a vat, bit of yeast, and bang, like just turn the tap on. I love how grossly simplified it is. 
so Gene, old Gene Foyard was one of the founding fathers, if you like, of the yep. dynamic movement. He studied under a guy called Jules Chavette, who, and I probably just murdered his surname, sorry Jules. Then, then there's this, basically this guy called Kermit Lynch in um, Kermit. the US. Who Did you say Kermit? Fuck all the kid Kermit. Hey, I'm calling my first kid Kermit and he's going to a Montessori school. So <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling him Rudolph Kermit McGowan? <laughs> <laughs> the second. <laughs> Do people like the wine? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. the traditional tasting by the mic. Every episode, Sam starts to air the wine through his mouth. We're going, and he just pisses himself <laughs> laughing. <laughs> the taste, great. Everybody, enjoy. I mean, I just, I love how fresh this is, drinkable. What, I, what I'm getting on the nose is just, it's that beautiful cigars and like tobacco, almost like a, like a musty carpet in a men's club. But I think that to me, the freshness of it, it when you drink, I agree. I totally it's so totally fresh agree. and fruity. It's, it's, Lots of acid, it's fresh, it's I, juicy, um, you haven't got all that tannin, but there's still plenty of structure in the wine. Yes. Uh, it's still got, got body. Length. Why I love Gamay, it's just juicy, it makes your mouth salivate. Hang on, wait, excuse me, stop, wait, stop. Did you say this is a Gamay? Oh. It's the only grape you can grow in Beaujolais. Philip the Bold threw Gamay out, of, and he said, you can't grow that here, and so now, and everyone in Beaujolais was like, fuck you, Philip. We're going to keep growing Gammy because it's fucking awesome. Philip the Bold was alive fucking long time ago. Uh, he owned Burgundy. He didn't like Gammy. And he was like, right, if you grow Gammy, I'm going to fucking chop your head off. Out um, you go. Don't grow Gammy. Yeah. And so all the, all the Gammy fans went south the south of the border and started yeah. growing it anyway. Well, they, were, they were more sort of peasants down there or something like that. I, uh, so, and Gammy was considered inferior. So they kept growing it. Thank fuck they did. That's all I've got to say. McGowan, can I ask you, I've, I've really only tried Morgon and um, Fleury, which I, I really do enjoy Fleury's. Which other uh, Beaujolais uh, crews or villages do you, do you enjoy or you would recommend to people? What was it? We don't care. Let's move on. Right, More interesting. You, you don't care. No, let's move on. I know. I just, I just like Emily's. Uh, she's falling asleep here. So. No, so Emily, it's, it's, she's like the canary in the coal mine. So Look, it's my, good having a silent guest. My, my dad had an off license. The most expensive wine he sold was three pounds forty nine. Called a Lambrini. 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 Man, I love Lambrini. Lambrini for three pounds forty nine. Lambrini's awesome. And where, which part of London was it? Croydon. Croydon. I can tell a story on behalf of Emily because it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Em's dad's like a fucking nutter, basically. And some guy tried to rob the offie and he fucking he attacked the dude and chased him out of the shop, right? Yeah, Aaron? that is correct. With the baseball bat? With um, the, the pole that you pull down the shutters with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and Croydon's a pretty, like, it could be, like, there's some hard ass sort of gangsters down that way, it's I imagine. So, well, so trendy. And your dad just went, then. bring it on. Let's well, the, go. Re the reason why we bought the Offie was because it was right next door to our Chinese takeaway. And the guy who owned it before, he got beaten up with a cricket bat one night and he was sprawled on our car, which was parked out front. And then my dad decided it was a really good idea to buy the Offie. <laughs> <laughs> at a discount price, at a discount whilst price. he was at a little bit of a uh, on the back. Yeah, foot. he thought it was less work than a, than a Chinese takeaway, so so that's how that's we. That's hilarious. Okay, so the Morgan twenty seventeen Cote de Puy. It's to me, it's all it's also a little bit sort of it's a bit trite. Uh, no, not trite, tart. Is the word, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit tart. That's the whole point. 
tart, a little bit of greenness in there as well. Yeah. A little bit of something herbaceous, which is just delicious. Oh, mate, uh, there, there's a French term for herbaceous that I, I learned the other day and I forgot. Herbaceous tart. <laughs> <laughs> so, Who doesn't love a herbaceous tart? <laughs> okay, so in honor of McGowan, who is, I grew up in the city, you know, um, I grew up in Hong Kong, right? I, I, it was a tough life living in mid-levels and Bokulam, <laughs> and I've never really lived in the country because I find it disgusting and icky. And, and both of you boys are, are from the country, and you, you left the city to move to the fucking country. Yeah. And uh, this guy's from fucking Alice Springs. It's a buttfuck nowhere. So, in honor of the country, boys, here's a song called Peaches by the President of the United States of America. It's a good song. For you buttfuck country motherfuckers. Moving to the country, don't need a lot of peaches. That ends the city, yo. Dude, Croydon's so posh now. They have a box park and shit. It's like, this is come in a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. And it's like, I don't like this song. Cheers, cheers, McGowan, Cockbusters! Cockbusters! McGowan, we're back. Great song, Peaches. Well, we're back with Kermit Rudolph McGowan in the house. Way worse when you So, welcome back, everybody. That was a fantastic. Song, Millions of Peaches, Fantastic Wine, Gamay, Thank amazing. You, Thank you. McGowan, Mac G. What have you got for us on, on the subject of a wine that educates? So, I have got uh, Malbec from, um, from Argentina. This particular lovely little number is called Concreto. This is the, this is the superhero of, um, of all Malbecs. Yep. Why is so it educated? The reason I chose it is it's, um, it, it teaches us quite a few things. And when you think of Melbet, you think of something quite big, quite deep, quite rich, um, quite juicy. Um, a bit like your tannin. girlfriends. Um, exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, do you see how I'm just trying to ignore you now and carry on? <laughs> First time I tried it was the 2017 vintage, and it, it just blew me away. This is just in the frontier of where you can grow grapes, and I always find... Oh, I, I think it's fascinating and you get the most interesting wines if they're grown in those sort of more extreme um, climates. So, and I think when you taste the wine, you can taste that. It's super, super fresh. Do you like it? So it's Uco, Uco Valley. So it's the highest point in, or the highest uh, vineyards in um, in Mendoza. But do we like it? I think it's fucking dope. I like, I think your nose is back in tune with the blueberry comment. Actually, that was Silent Guest's comment, wasn't it? I think you're just copying now. Uh. Baked Goods was what that yeah, was. Yeah, Silent Guest was Baked Goods. Uh, I, I really do like the fruit forward freshness. Uh, it's very different from Malbec's. Freshness like, because of the, uh, you know, um, that, that um, concrete. And, and, and so, so concrete does the same thing. It, but it doesn't yeah, give well any of the oak characteristics, but it leaves in just enough oxygen for that wine to mature properly. And that's why I think this wine's educational, because um, it's got everything that you want from a delicious wine. It's not seen any oak. It's grown altitude on those fringes of um, where you can grow grapes, and I just think that makes 
fucking great wine. To, to me, it's like you know, bit working in construction for most of my career. It's when I would come off a, a large building site and have my first glass of you know house red for the day. Who's Bruce? The concrete's still in, your, in my throat. And so when you took that first sip, it's pretty similar. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? No, so the concrete vats, they used sand from up in the Uko Valley and from around... Oh, to make the vats. They used uh, that sand to actually construct. Does the silent guess like the Melbeck? I do like the Melbeck better than the one before. Uh, yeah, I think I think wine made in concrete vats is, is, uh, is not that uncommon, but it's interesting. Uh, this is one of them. <laughs> what else? Well, I, I would say we it's our most expensive one we've had. Alright, yo, um, McGowan, can you please explain <laughs> Can you explain your song, please? Your song choice? Yeah, that, that, that was a cracking wine. It's it, one of the most expensive we've had. I hope you liked it. Cracking, love it. I think that's a, a that fucking was, stonker of a wine and absolutely delicious. And so I chose the song choice because technically it's the perfect song, right? If yeah. you listen to this tune, it's got layers and different parts come in at different times and they just work perfectly with uh, each other. Oh, I like that, Perfectly yeah. balanced. And that, for me, is what a decent wine should be. It has to be balanced and, and have different layers. And every time you listen to it, you hear something new or something different. And then you listen to it again and you mm. hear, again, something new, something different. And that's what a great wine does. You taste it and you get these layers of complexity and texture and flavours. And then you open a bottle of it again, and it's, it's got that, but it's got more than you had before, and that's what this song does for me. Wow. So What's it called? What What's the song called? Uh, Voodoo Ray by a guy called Gerald. Yeah, also known as like one, one of the first uh, proper like uh, acid house rave classic songs. From what year? I agree. I think it's 89. Right? Yeah, 89 or 90, yeah. Wow. Uh, it is known Which as a rave edit classic. Have you got the radio edit or the 12 inch? No, I think it's a, is it 12, 12 inches on. That's when you request it, and here it is. Have a dance. It is educational today. Did you did you stuff the lamb? Taste buds just 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 seem to uh, come out a little bit more. 
Less listening to the opening of a new world, uh, advanced country in wine, versus the, 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 the stilted position of corks and tradition. But then there's an, there's an interesting there we go, this, done. That's there it. is Screw an interesting cup. topic. So actually, let's get, let's get the pouring sound here. But the, the difference with Australian wine versus global wine, old world, new world, I don't care which country it's from, but Australia, the, the, the unique proposition is that when you take that screw cap off, pour it into the glass, you're, you're almost transported to the country. Sunshine, and then and like the beaches, and the Aussiness, and then and the relax. That's you call it New World, but they've got some of these vines over 150 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I've um, actually got the tasting note here. Let's have a look. And they've got, um, I mean, I actually, you know, they, they've got their own, I think, charter, like, way that they, they, they classify yeah. their, their vines. They've got some that are over 35 years old, they're called old. If they're over 70 years old, they're called survivor. If they're over 100 years, they're called centurion. Maybe. Why are they called right. survivor over 70 years? Can I ask that question? Right. In, ter in terms of the specific naming, you'll have to ask the, the committee of Barossa Winery. I, well, I have a suggestion. Okay. I think they're called Survivor because... Because that's when the Diana Ross died. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and survived Phylloxera. So, so Phylloxera went through the world, and then maybe the Survivor vines are, is just after they've solved Phylloxera, and... Uh, and, and these vines didn't suffer from it. And so this is a South Australian uh, wine from Barossa. Yeah. And South Australia was one of the only major wine-growing regions in the world that survived the Phylloxera era, which was just a tiny little, help me here, McGowan, but it's a tiny, tiny little termite or bacteria. It's a mite, was it? Yeah. It's a mite, yeah. tiny yeah. mite. So like in many other countries, they've, they've had to and it never made it never made it to South Australia so South Australia closed when it happened they actually closed the borders to uh, wines coming in from Victoria <laughs> and 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 those 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 English wankers as well they just closed the borders back then once, well, we, became a, once we became a republic which we haven't you're all English originally so yeah South Australia survived the flox remite and so therefore there's some of the oldest vines in the world yeah, and so after survivor there's they also got a, a ancestor classification 125 years plus mm. you know so you've got commercially like vines being used and, and, and these are they're not they're not high high scale high volume but they're like really really you know, um, flavoursome sugary sugary vine and why why is question for for the, the podcast why is an old vine producing the best fruit so, so the silent guest said, crickets. <laughs> crickets. <laughs> Tumbleweed. No, McGowan's got the, the answer. <laughs> History of it, though, like that Barossa area wasn't, wasn't all English. It was actually a lot of German-Prussian uh, heritage to it. Uh, I'm interested to, to try it because we had the dead arm Shiraz, and I know it's a McLaren Vale, but I think like that set the standard for me for Shiraz. So just... Topically, the Dead Arm Shiraz is on 125-year-old vines. Mm. And the reason it's called the Dead Arm is because they're so old that one of side of the vines just gets, just gets geriatric and falls off. Oh. Absolutely, let's go for it. Hey. McGowan's still there. <laughs> yeah, I am. 
tasting the wine, and actually, I poo-pooed it. So McGowan's, McGowan's biased. He hates Australians. He hates Australian no, no, wine. No. And when he bought this wine in New Zealand, we tasked him, go buy the Lang Mail, because that was your wine, Tom. He walked into the winery, and I kid you not, he said, can I have the uh, Langmail Barossa Valley Floor 2017 Shiraz, please? And the wine uh, distributor goes, why the fuck are you buying that? The reason he said, what the fuck are you buying this for is because it's <laughs> totally out of my wheelhouse. And you hate Australians, which is the other reason you don't like the wine. It's not my cup of tea. It's just got a lot of oak, but actually choose what it was. It couldn't be anything other than Barossa Shiraz. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a good wine. It's nice. Um, it ticks nice, all nice, boxes nice. for a Barossa Shiraz. I, 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 just, I just think for the money you pay, that this is hard to beat. It's a real fruity, if you like that fruity, bit of oaky wine like I do, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, then for me it's like a barrel. So Tom, what, what was the um, song that you uh, chose? So th th this is uh, a song called Kids With Guns. Called what? Was that Gorillaz? So, it is Gorillaz, but it's actually a Jamie T remix. Let's, let's wrap up no, the, the Legmal Barossa Valley Floor 2017 Shiraz. McGowan, you said it to me last week when we just had a conversation about the choice of the wine. You said, oh, I know why Tom's buying because when you're learning wine, this is the type of stereotypical wine that Barossa Shiraz is. So this, this wine exudes Barossa Shiraz. And it's everything. also really easy to see the structure of it. Mm. It's really easy to see the fruit. It's really easy to see the oak. It's really easy to see the... The, the tannin is definitely a Syrah. I'm gonna put it in my gravy. <laughs> and excuse me, Lang but if you want a really nice result from your from your beef bourguignon or you know your gravy, so and, you and you put in a good wine. My wine will be better utilised. Tell you what, it'd go really well in food, wouldn't it? have to drink it. Well no, so you couldn't, like the concreto is not going to add anything to your gravy, nor is the Morgan for that matter. Because fucking kids learn about shit and they learn about hey, guns. <laughs> Sams, can you edit in some more uh, of the song to hear please, thanks. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to edit that in because I think it's a pretty shit song, sorry. <laughs> For our dear audience, hope you enjoy some Corkbusters insider chats. Guys, Corkbusters has invented a new wine racing system. It's not, it's not the Robert Parker out of 100 points. It's not the Jancis Robinson 20 point system. It is the Corkbusters wine rating system. And it's like going back to school. So it's like going back to school. So it is, it's back to school. A, B, C, D, or F. A, obviously, was where you want to be. No, there's no E, it's an F. It's a, an F is a fail. So if, if the wine gets an F, then it's pretty, is it, um, that's when we're really coming hard down on. If it gets an A, we all agree, and you don't know the rest. But if there's an exceptional wine that comes across our palates on an episode, for whatever um, we choose, it then there's an A, that happy smiley face. Star. Right. Get it. Smiley face. Let's go. Do, you want a, do you want a star or a smiley face? Smiley face. Smiley face. A is, smiley face. Is this going to be a bit like, you know, the Eurovision Song Contest and everyone's like, fucking. Because he won't ever like the wines I like. Because you want a cooking wine. No, no, so we all, we all have to agree very quickly. So here we go. Here's our very first ever rating. So we're going to go straight to the first, which is the Morgan 
2017, the Cote de Puy. Morgon. Okay. Morgon. Um, I, I'm going to give this. I don't. I haven't tasted Gamay that much, um, which, which, which will influence my decision, but shouldn't. I'm going to give it a B. What do I, you say? Morgon's A for me. I love it. C. It's an A for me. Okay, so we've got two A's, a B, and a C. Uh, I think it's we should just, just settle funny. on a B. Uh, that's insulting to Morgan, but yeah, okay, fine. Uh, but also... No, 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 I can see why the, the, the Shiraz man chose give it a C. That makes it's sense. It's taste. I get it. Well, it, it, it there was, for me, there was not much going on. Well, um, I think it's, it's, it's an yeah, acquired taste as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. According that to Tom, who connects every wine. It wasn't a criticism. Eventually, right. your palate will grow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, let, let's give the, uh, the Morgan 2017 a B. Well done. Right, let's move on to the uh, Zakari Concreto from Malbec. 2017 here in Hong Kong. 2018 in, in, Hong, in uh, New Zealand. This is an A from me. I think it's, I think it's really delicious. Look, I'm going for A. I love the varietal aspects of the concrete. Okay, so it's a B. It's a B. So let's move on to the second one. The Zuccotti Concreto Melbeck, 2017 here in Hong Kong and 2018 in New Zealand. Slight mismatch. However, same vineyard, same winery, same makers and same yeah, soil. Yeah, I think it would, uh, it's an A for me. I, I, I loved it. I'm going A. I, I, I've not tasted Melbeck like that. Very surprising, original, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an A it's on an A. a. I'm a B because it didn't knock my socks off. B for me. B for me, cracking wine. Really liked it. Wasn't it? I wouldn't put it in, in the A grade for me. We need to settle on a score here, guys. We've got two A's and two B's. Anyone backing down or, or stepping up? I think we should go for a B. Because... No, I think it's a B, isn't it? That is fantastic. I hope that the lamb roast with the Langmail with the Barossa Valley floor gravy. What's the grade on the Langmail? Uh, amusement? Uh, it's a C. Yeah, I'm going to concur with that. I think it's a mediocre Shiraz C. Thanks. In the gravy, uh, did I send you a picture of the gravy? It looks good. What are you giving it then, Tom? It's a good fucking solid B in it. It's not, it's not going to... It's not an M. But you couldn't give that lower than a... That's not a C gravy. B, I think we settled on a C, guys. My dinner's almost done. If you were to have to have another glass of one of those wines now, what would you have? Concreto. Morgan. Concreto. Langmau. Whispering Angel. Oh, oh, no. No. oh, controversial. The silent guest speaks up at the end with a random word. The wrong Guys, thanks for thanks for inviting. And hopefully, once the borders are fucking down, I can actually come and enjoy some wine with you in Hong Kong. Yeah, right. nice. Hey. Thanks, thanks, McGowan. Thanks, McGowan. And, and, and that's a wrap, guys. And thank you for coming. Goodbye. Oh. Cheers. 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 And then Emily to our silent guest. I know. Um, Dude, that was that was amazing. Oh,